I believe what is happening now within the future of work, it's as big as when uh, the car came. Because think about when the car came. You uh, have the um, possibility to move out to suburbs. And because of the car, how I worked, where I worked, how my family was structured, what we did, it's totally changed. And imagine the same now with the future where it means that I could work anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Future is Remote. I am the self-proclaimed remote evangelist, Kenneth Hellam. And with me in the virtual studio all the way from Stockholm, Sweden today, I have the co-founder and CEO of Beleko, Sebastian Rudenstam. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. In full transparency to the listeners, I have been working with Sebastian and Beleko for the last couple of weeks on a go-to-market strategy for their new very exciting product, Home Office Subscription Service. More about that later. But how about we we kick it off, Sebastian, with a quick 30 seconds or less. What is Beleko? So Beleko let you work anywhere by equipping all the talents and workspaces with furniture and products. You then have a subscription with us, like a Spotify subscription, and you can go up or down or you can change. So it's 100% circular. And what is truly unique with us is that we built a software solution for this. So we are a software company orchestrating this new behavior. A subscription-based furniture company delivered through software. So it's like Spotify. We have the same model. We don't own any asset. But we orchestrate and handle everything. So we build everything with logistics and warehousing and the suppliers who own all the assets. We build a lot of software for that. And then the cool software maybe that we should talk about today is the software in how you handle the remote, the hybrid, the workspace. How do you set it up and how do you manage it? Yeah, that is us. Uh, the Spotify for a furniture subscription, so to say. And who are your primary customers? Who, who do you target? So I would say we have two. One is a tech company. Usually we do an office space for them. It could be everything from 20 to 200 people. That is very common. I'm not sure which logos I'm allowed to say, but I'm allowed to say Bolt, uh, live in some countries. Uh, Air me. So we do that for them. And we also set up home office solution. Once again, I'm not, I don't know which companies I'm allowed to say, but a lot of tech companies that are big, we help them with that. And we also do for enterprises, that is our second customer then, is how do we handle a remote and hybrid work? We have companies with more than 100,000 employees. But once again, I don't know which companies I'm allowed to say, but a lot of cool big companies with a lot of employees. And and very exciting because it's a relatively small company. You started out of Stockholm, but now you're growing internationally, right? Yes. So we use Stockholm as a test ground and uh, we are live in Stockholm and Gothenburg Malmö with uh, the office subscription service, but we do home offices all over Europe. So we started scaling it first to Germany, we were scaling it to UK, and now we have set up logistics for having home offices wherever you are in Europe. When we are sitting with enterprises, it's also scaling so fast. We have one enterprise we sit with right now. They want to do Asia with us, like India, for instance. What is really cool with Bellico, since we built the warehousing, the logistics, all this software, it takes us only a couple of weeks to scale to a new market. It's cool. One of the things I wanted to talk about today 
it's not just Bellico, but kind of how Bellico impacts the world is triggered by an ongoing discussion in the Swedish newspapers. Just the last week, there's been this big debate. In Swedish, we call it distansbråket, but it translates roughly in English to the hybrid fight. Can you tell me a little about what's going on? Yeah, so it started with BSG or Boston Consulting Group. They made a big interview in uh, Dagens Industri, the, the biggest paper in, I don't know if it's in Sweden or in Nordics for economics. And uh, they said that hybrid work is not working. I don't remember if it was 60% less effective. Top management are just in endless meetings, no innovation, yada yada. And that was quite strong of them going out and saying they have been in 1500 projects and now they can see the date on it. And, uh, you know, the day afterwards, everybody started going <laughs> to and against them. So it's been very fun, like following from the sideline, but also being part of the discussion, actually. It's interesting because I have friends who know my interest in remote and in hybrid work sending me this article and saying, Kenneth, told you it's not going to work, right? And, mm -hmm. and I look at it and it states that it's facts and it's based on data, but they're not showing the data. I'm sure there is data behind it. And I think they're going to release some of that data. Looking forward to seeing that. But for me, it was a very emotional article. It, was, it didn't seem like this is science. And I think a lot of people... One of the comments I, I read is somebody drinking wine, reading this and got the wine stuck in their throats. Like they, they were surprised of the findings that, that this report had. So like you said, a lot of interesting counterattacks is I think the name that the same newspaper used. Other experts from Sodexo, from Microsoft, from the research world came with their opposite view. And Sodexo actually released a great report, 25 pages long. They promised me it's going to be translated into English. So I'm going to share that with everybody as soon as that is live. A great report, which I feel took a bit of a more nuanced view on the topic. And I think the topic isn't really about either or. Is it in the office or is it remote? I think what I'm hearing more and more is it's both. And it's going to vary how you implement it depending on what organization you have, what culture you have, what people you have. There are a million different variations on this and just not one answer. But I wanted to ask you the question, because you work with this on a daily basis. How has work changed since the pandemic? I wouldn't say it started with the pandemic. It started much earlier. Usually you call it the trend adoption curve. It's when a new trend comes in the society and it goes through different phases. So you have the innovators, you have the early adopters, you have the early majority, late majority, and the slaggers. Typical and bell curve, right? I'm sure you've seen it. Probably a lot of people have. So this started 15 years ago, I would say. So I would say the innovators were the digital nomads. And then the next step would be startups. So if I look at my company pre-pandemic, we were already working 100% hybrid. We were yeah. only we were having all these tools, all these software solutions to work together. And we were having a lot of video meetings. So we were the early adopter. And I believe the co-working, the WeWorks, all of this, they were also the early adopter. But what happened now with uh, the pandemic is that we jumped over what they call, usually call Valley of Death or what is it called? The chasm. The chasm. Yes, yes. And that is when you go from early adopter into early majority. And what's really cool then is that we already are in early majority because of pandemic. So now it's not if we will work this way, 
It's just how fast will we adapt? So if I would be a company, and this is what I'm sitting with all the time now, I would be looking at what digital nomads were doing and has been doing now for 10, 15 years. So what I'm learning every day is that this is a change in how you work. It, it's not really about remote, hybrid. It's not about that. It's how you are structured as a company. So you need to trust your employee that they actually do work. You need to have the objectives. So is it very clear for me what kind of output should I give? Because before we have been focusing a lot yeah, input, eight hours in an office, I can see what you're doing. Now it's more like, what output do we get? And then you can do it wherever you want. And also, how do you structure meetings? How do you structure workshop? It's totally different going digital. So I'm seeing what the McKinsey report stated, you know, what was it? One and a half year ago, it stated 90% of C-level executives believe the future of work was in the office. Yeah. While in the same report, seven out of 10 employees said, we believe the future of the work is somewhere else. So the difference between the C-levels and the employee, it's huge. And that is what we're seeing now with the newspapers. It's old dinosaurs working the same for, I don't know, 10 to 100 years. And they're trying to keep something that they have to do. <laughs> Holding on to a past. Yes. And, in, and I think it's almost, to be honest, it's like when you have this around your hand, you know, this uh, friend. So I think it will start bleeding soon. But what if they just let go? They are afraid of change and they are afraid to let go. That, that is what I've seen. So I think about it in three maturity levels. If you think a classic maturity curve where, where level one is reactive. You'd prefer that people are in the office, that people are collaborating face to face. But because of this pressure, you, you let them do their thing. You do a couple of experiments and you haven't changed how you work. These experiments are going to fail. And then when they fail, you say, well, it was the hybrid remote thing. Come back to the office, but we're done playing games. That's level one. And I think the BCG report and a lot of resistant companies, they're level one in, in terms of maturity. The next maturity level is the experimental one. You believe that there's something out there, but I don't necessarily know how to do it. Instead of replicating the office online, we're trying out different practices. We're trying different tools and we're getting some wins. We're also getting some losses. It's not easy. We have to learn a new way of working. But we do believe that there's something here and we're actively experimenting. Right? That's going to hurt a lot. That, that phase is exciting, but you're going to have some wins. You're going to have some losses. And the third one, and I don't think a lot of companies had made it here. The ones who are here are the ones who started experimenting with this prior to the pandemic. They've done this for a couple of years already. And I call that third phase for intentional. So the intentional one, you see remote, you see hybrid as a strategic advantage. You have leadership buy-in, they're sponsors, you have a dedicated person or a team working on implementing best practices. Like you said, there's a high level of trust, high level autonomy. All of you people kind of know what they're doing and they're doing it in documented processes in asynchronous ways. And you're really starting to get a lot of the benefits of this new future. So I like seeing them as like one level, one level, two, level three. And what I'm seeing in the debate in Sweden right now is basically level ones fighting with level twos. And I totally agree. And the funny thing, 
I can give an example. I can't say the logo, but think of the top five most famous tech companies in Sweden. So we started a conversation with what you were saying. We just need to solve this. We just gave them money. We gave them money. They got some money. They could buy some products, for instance. We solved the problem. And then we were saying to them, but do you really believe that would work, that you don't have a solution, something set up? We have learned this already from 100 companies we're working with Home Office. And we were trying to teach them, but what we learned, it's like a maturity thing. Maybe that is what you're trying to say, that they need to mature in it themselves. So it doesn't matter what I say to them. It's like they need to fail themselves and then take the next step. And the funny thing with this company, you know, is that we told them like, you will have problem with this and this and this if you do that. And uh, now it's happening. So uh, one step, which I think was very funny is when they said, no, we will force, you need to choose if you want to be working at home, if you want to be working at office. And I said, that will never work because this is about freedom. It's about me deciding where I want to be. No one has control over where I want to be in the world. And now you try to once again box them in and control them. And I just had a meeting with them again, uh, you know, a couple of days ago. And uh, now they are ready because now they said, I, it didn't work. Now we <laughs> And you can work wherever you want. But the problem now is that they have 20% office utilization. And this is what I'm hearing from company to company. So if you give them the right to work anywhere, it seems in Sweden, in the Nordics, it's around 20%. When I sit with global giants, it's around 15% office utilization. So people are choosing to, to not work in the office most of the time. Exactly. And, and where do they go? Do they go to summer house? Do they go to a cafe? Do they go to co-work? So I believe what you said before, the future is how do you mix all of this? So how do you have the co-working subscriptions? How do I have offices, maybe smaller, maybe several, which I can go to? And how do I have my home office set up? So it's these three together. And I think companies are now starting to realize this. Before we only needed a solution for hybrid and remote. Now we also need a solution for the office. And that I think is very interesting. So what do you believe is the role of the office in this bright new future? So then I would say is that what is the role of work in life? That is what I would say. So I believe the role of work is doing something that you enjoy, where you connect with other people, you feel that you give something or you get something. So an office has been, this is where you work. But if the work could be anywhere, then the office is more a place where I could work. So if the office is a place where I could work, what do I get in other places? Right. At home, I can, I can go without shoes. Uh, I can have comfy clothes. I don't need to go standing by the bus, waiting for it, going half an hour there, half an hour home. So I save time. Yeah. I could be myself. I could be more personal. That is what I get there. In a cafe, I get other people. I can see, I can look. I feel like that I'm not alone I'm with other people. I can have great coffee. I can have food or I go to co-working where co-working I feel have more structure or I can connect with other companies. Hmm. And I think the difference between the cafe and the co-working is the community. 
So I believe the office then with saying this needs to be a cafe. It needs to feel like home. It needs to be a community. Maybe I should share my office with several companies. Maybe I, me as a company should create my own cohort. If they do that, I believe office will exist in the future. If you're not doing that, I don't even believe the office as we have seen it the last, I don't know, 50 years, it will not exist. I had a great conversation with, with Ben Hamley at JLL, and he's a workplace designer and a futurist. And he said offices need to transform into destination spaces, spaces where you it's... want to go for a specific purpose. And that can be collaboration. Maybe you have access to tools and technology that you don't have access to in, in your home or in a cafe. Or maybe it's a podcast studio, right? So you go there for a specific purpose that you might not be able to replicate in other places. I guess also to meet people. I, I agree. I just want to say, I 100% agree with what you said. But I also believe that it's about people. I go there because I want to meet a colleague or have a meeting with a colleague or something I want to do that involves people. That is what I believe. Okay, but what if we double-click a little on this big glass ball of the future that, that you have? How do you see not just work, but the world evolve over the next couple of years? So before someone else told me what to do, when to do it, and where to do it, that is the old structure. The new structure is where do I want to be with whom do I want to be and how should I do it when I should do it. And I believe what is happening now within the future of work, it's as big as when uh, the car came. Because think about when the car came, it, you know, you uh, have the um, uh, possibility to move out to suburbs and because of the car, how I worked, where I worked, how my family was structured, what we did, what was started, it's totally changed. And imagine the same now with the future where it means that I could work anywhere. So then it's more about where do I want to live? Who do I want to hang out with? What do I want to do on my spare time? Because I'm not constrained to one place which my company has told me, you need to be here eight hours per day. You, you know? need to be 30 minutes from this specific location. Exactly. So I believe this is almost, and I think this is a little bit, take this the right way, but this is the end of slavery. So I think this is, uh, yeah, it may be hard, maybe it's big. I'm not saying this is the same as slavery. I just want to be open with that. But think about it. In slavery, someone else controlled and said, you need to do this. You're not allowed to leave this place, et cetera, et cetera. So this is like work slavery ending. And <laughs> to believe that you as an organization or a top manager can go against that, it's impossible. Freedom is, I think, the biggest thing within us. I think it's what we are seeking the most is freedom. And now we realized that we are in power and we have the freedom. So I think that what's happening now in the future is that you need to adapt to a space where I could work and live wherever I want. And it's all about experiences. What kind of experience do I want to have during my, I don't know, 70 to 100 years that I'm alive? What kind of experience do I want? 
And I believe it's totally different to what we've been doing before. So let's wrap it up, Sebastian. What a, a wonderful conversation. I'd like to leave the listeners with a piece of advice right at the end, the gift, something that they can go implement into their, into their job, into their life, into their situation. So the question I'm going to ask you is what single piece of advice do you have for business leaders, the leaders of companies, wanting to succeed in this bright new future? So if you want to succeed in the future, I believe me as a leader and other leader needs to be more than a boss, so to say. Uh, I think you need to care about the development uh, and the personal development of your employees, your co-workers. I believe you need to focus on not only how do they feel in work life, how do they live in personal life and how can you as a company or a leader be a part of helping that person take the next step, whatever that may be. So instead of imprisoning and enslaving your, your people, set them free. Thank you so much, Sebastian Rudenstam, co-founder and CEO of Veleco. Thanks for spending this time with me. Thank you and uh, very nice. Thank you for having me again. The way we work has fundamentally changed. In a hybrid world, it's no longer the office versus home. It's both. So let's optimize our offices for collaboration and our home offices for well-being and productivity. At Bellico, we empower people wherever they are. Through subscription-based office furniture and home offices, giving you the flexibility needed when scaling or transforming your organization. You can equip your team with premium ergonomic home offices from as little as 5,000 kroners per month. And that's for 10 people. With our asset management system, Bellico Workspace, you get full visibility and control, removing all your logistical pains. Oh, and we keep it sustainable by prolonging the product lifespan. Everybody wins. Sign up today at bellico.com home and we'll deliver direct to your employee's door. Bellico Home Office. It's that easy.